Welcome, my friend. We have arrived at the middle of the week with this broadcast. I know, it might have seemed touch and go there for a little while, but we finally made it. Not only are we at the middle of the week, we are fast approaching the middle of the year. And I, for one, am excited about what God has done for us, but furthermore, I'm excited about what God is going to do for us in the very near future. You know, you might be of the opinion that this particular year has not been great for you or in some cases for the entire world. But praise God that he whom we serve is still on the throne. Today in our Bible study, we're going to return to the book of Galatians. And I'd like to take a few moments to prove our position as an heir of God to you. That word, H-E-I-R, it's an important word, especially when applied to our position as heirs of God in Christ. I'll be using as an illustration a familiar tool to some of you. I want to illustrate this point. The tool that I'll be talking about in almost as an object lesson will be something that you can find in almost any office setting in the world. We'll get to that momentarily. Before we get there, though, I'd like to read a letter from the front. This is fast becoming one of my favorite segments on our program. And today, I'll be reading a letter from a prisoner. He actually is a prisoner in San Quentin, California. If you can believe that, we got a letter from a man named Jack. Here's what he says. My name is Jack, and I'm a prisoner here in California. I am just writing you these few lines to respectfully request 12 copies of your tract. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. That's one of the tracts that we produce here at Bible Tracts Incorporated. I would greatly appreciate it if you'd be so kind, he says, as to send me those tracts as soon as possible after you receive this. In closing, I'd like to thank you kindly for you taking the time to read this. And he goes on to say some nice things about our ministry and about the folks here that take the time to respond to his letters. And we greatly appreciate the correspondence that we have with this man, Jack, but it's absolutely flabbergasting to have the opportunity to be able to talk to people just like this all across the country and even across the world. What I'm excited about is the fact that we're going to send Jack 12 or 20 or 30 copies of that track he requested. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. Who knows? Only God does. Who knows what is going to be done with those little pieces of paper? I'm excited to hear from Jack about how he distributes those to his fellow prisoners there in California. If you would, for just a moment... Take a second and pray for this man, Jack. It seems he's attempting to be a witness, even in a difficult situation. Of course, I don't know the circumstances that arrived at Jack being in prison there, but I would ask for you to pray for him as he does his best to be an evangelist to the people around him in the circumstance that he is in. On that note, he mentioned that particular track. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. That is the track that I would like to feature today. I have in my hand here this particular track. I'm keeping the Ten Commandments in big red font across the front. It says, I'm keeping the Ten Commandments. It has an open Bible on the front cover, and you can see in the background the Ten Commandments. You know, the Ten Commandments were given by God 
to show us that we were sinners. Funny enough, in that track, Galatians 3.24 pops up, a verse that we studied not that long ago. It says, wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us under Christ. You know, the law is a good thing. It has a God-ordained purpose, but the purpose of the law is not to get us into heaven. The purpose of the Ten Commandments is to show us our sin. So if in response to the question, do you know for sure where you will go when you die? Do you know if heaven is your eternal home? If your response is, well, I'm keeping the Ten Commandments, then friend, you're sadly mistaken. The Ten Commandments were never meant to get you, to gain you access to the treasures of heaven. Again, Galatians 3.24 ends with, bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. You see, faith is the secret. I'd like to send you some free copies of this tract, I'm Keeping the Ten Commandments. You can order them on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. If you're unfamiliar with our ministry, I would absolutely love for our staff to send you a sample packet, one each of every single tract that we currently produce. We'd love to send you to send that to you at no charge whatsoever. We don't even charge for shipping. Of course, if you'd like to offset some of those things, we would not refuse that. But we would love to send you some of our material for the purpose of you having a greater understanding of the fact that keeping the Ten Commandments is not the end-all be-all. Just like Jack, the prisoner that I mentioned not too long ago, he requested 12 copies. God only knows the impact that those pieces of paper will, will have in a prison in California, and I'd love to hear about the impact that tracks that we send to you, the impact that they make in your life, an acquaintance, in a friend's life. Now, We've talked about letters from the front, we've read one today, we've highlighted a tract, and now I'd like to turn our attention to the Bible study today, if we can. Go to the book of Galatians, chapter number 3. We'll read verse number 29. This may be one of the last times that we focus on this particular verse, Galatians three twenty-nine. but it will be around for at least one more day today. Let's read together. Galatians 3, 29 says this, And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Today, the singular word that I'd really like to focus on is that little word, if. And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. Now, we've talked in previous about the amazing promises that were given to Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That sounds like a good blessing to be a part of that sounds like a good bloodline a good uh, that sounds like a goodly heritage something that i would want to be an heir to but how can i prove this to you today well i'd like to use a familiar tool to some of you if you're not then you can listen along and i'll explain but i'd like to talk about good old excel microsoft excel now for those of you unfamiliar microsoft excel is a computer a program with huge utility. It's literally used by companies the world over. It's been used for many years to hold and display enormous amounts 
of data. One of the reasons that Excel is so powerful is because it has what are called formulas built into it that you can use and you can do uh, different uh, math problems and things of that nature with Excel. And there's a particular formula that I'd like to talk about today. It's called the if this, then that formula or the if formula. What is the if then statement or function in Excel? What is the if, the if formula, if we give it its proper name, the if formula? Well, with the if formula, you can make a logical comparison. For instance, is the requested value identical to what you expect or not? You can search a large number of cell blocks and find out if the requested value is identical to what you were expecting. If the query is true, then it triggers an action of your choice. You can make a cell uh, light up with a particular color, or you can change the font based off of what happens with this if formula. Or if it's false, if it does not return the expected info, it can trigger a different action. Action. Simply put, if A, then B, otherwise C. Again, simply put, it would be if A, then B, otherwise C. You can plug in all sorts of values into this if formula. This makes the if-then statement one of Excel's most important tools. It can be used in all sorts of situations, whether you're working on a simple church membership directory or a graph table or, or corporate key figures. The if formula is highly effective, both alone and in combination with other functions. How does that apply to what we're talking about? Why did we get off on this tangent of office software? Well, because Romans 4.11 says this about Abraham, that he might be the father of all them that believe. And when we compare that with Galatians 3.29, and if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. You see, friend, we have been grafted in because we are, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we are Christ's. If ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. Let me stress it just a little bit more. If ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. If A, if we be Christ, then B, your Abraham's seed and C, heirs according to the promise that he might be father of all them that believe. In my conclusion today, as I've stated previously on this particular broadcast, here's my conclusion. Do not, please, 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 I repeat, do not sell the love of God short. No matter your issue, your circumstance, your situation, failure, or frailty, God is still on the throne, and he definitely still loves you. There's one of my favorite songs. It's called The Love of God. It goes something like this. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Could we with ink the ocean fill? Or were the skies of parchment made? Were every stock on earth a quill? And every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. 
The chorus says this, O love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints' and angels' song. For those false teachers, and what a great song that is, but for those false teachers that would try to teach you that you must dot your I's and cross your T's with extra biblical teaching that is not actually from the pages of scripture, and they want you to do things just like them to be considered children of God, I can only say this, that is completely false. Friend, read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. Neglect your Bible and forget to pray. You will shrink, shrink, shrink. I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to be a part of this program today. My name is Mike McCurry. I'd love for you to reach out and contact me. The announcer will be on in just a moment to tell you all about how you can get in contact with us at Bible Tracks Incorporated. God bless. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.